Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Kunal, for the second year in succession, Red Bull Racing has decided to blow our summer break into pieces. <laughs> Literally into, I don't know how many fragments and pieces, but yeah. not as many as they've probably made of Pierre <laughs> Gasly's confidence and Formula 1 career. Yeah, give us a break, Red Bull Racing, because last year it was uh, Daniel Ricciardo and his uh, leaving announcement. And this year, it's Pierre Gasly's demotion. Well, thank you, Red Bull Racing, especially from all those fans who had withdrawal symptoms from Formula 1, because... The summer break is like an almost four-week-long break. But anyway, I'm going to jump straight in. Pierre Gasly demoted. Alexander Albon promoted. I mean, we've heard a similar storyline not too long ago from the same team and from the same management. It literally feels like deja vu. And I'm going to say that it was a brutal decision, but a wise one. Because I think when you have four cockpits and four drivers, why not just test all the combinations out? Basically, Red Bull's mantra seems very straightforward. Have Toro Rosso, will demote. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this isn't that applicable to uh, Max Verstappen anymore because Kunal, he is in the form of his life. Yes, and in, in his own words, I am the most complete driver on the grid. I absolutely love that confidence. But there's more of Max Verstappen later in the episode. Back to the ghastly Albon swap, rather. Uh, I have actually noticed a lot of fan rage around this decision and that too on two particular issues. The first one being Pierre Gasly being asked to leave just days after everyone in Red Bull Racing assured him publicly that he would remain with the team till the end of the season. And the second one, which is a little more strange, is when Albon was promoted instead of Danny Kivat. It's so strange, Kunal, that fans are now cheering for Kivat because they were the ones who booed him when he was demoted and then booted out. Yes, so, but before we move on, here's what's in store for you in this episode. We are actually going to talk only Max Verstappen. And we some are, more Max Verstappen. Yes, the key question being, which team do you guys think will his future in Formula 1 be with? Like, which is the Mercedes to uh, Lewis Hamilton kind of pairing <laughs> for Max Verstappen? Because it could be Red Bull Racing, it could be Mercedes. Yeah, but before we continue, guys, please subscribe to us. We promise you your weekly dose of F1 humor. We're on all platforms, we're everywhere. So don't forget to subscribe. Right, so in our last episode, I said that I wanted to give Pierre Gasly a hug. And I think it's time that we all give him a hug. Because poor chap, just, just what might he be going through? I have no idea. I mean, especially after you, you know read all the rumors about how he woke up at 9am on a beach and you know he was just informed maybe via text or something I don't know I think it would hurt even more because this demotion came despite public assurances from both Helmut Marko and Christian Horner so Pierre Gasly is the only top three team driver to have not led a single lap for any race this season that's 12 races 
and actually what makes this statistic worse and a bit skewed is that Lance Stroll led a few laps in Germany. Can you believe it? And Gasly has finished behind at least one McLaren in three out of the last five races. Basically, I think when Helmut Marko sat on the beach, uh, you know, in his chair, sipping some alcohol. No, 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 wait, not alcohol. I think he would have been <laughs> sipping Red Bull Racing. He would have thought to himself, oh, these statistics don't look good. Something needs to be done. And boom. There was a press release. Yeah. There was an announcement. I remember the tweet. I first thought that it was a fake tweet. Okay, like we always do. Like <laughs> we always did, even with Nico Rosberg. But frankly speaking, I think Helmut Marko has made the right move, at least from a Red Bull racing perspective. We all know that Danny Kivat is a known quality because he's raced against, or rather raced for Red Bull racing. And now we also know, or Helmut Marko also knows that Pierre Gasly is known quantity. So what do we do next? It's, it's time to test Alexander Albon. It's time to test him in Red Bull racing against Verstappen and then actually decide on the best partner for Max Verstappen in 2020 because that's also what Red Bull Racing are looking for. Yeah, ideally the best partner for Verstappen is one that can beat him and that's <laughs> well, a tall order. Well, I don't think there's a Max Verstappen beater yet in Formula 1. I mean, Charles Leclerc has come close but still not as close enough to beat him. And uh, also a quick point for all those wanting Danny Kivat to get the promotion. Well, worry not guys, there is a chance that could appear for him just nine races later, basically in 2020. Yeah, uh, Gasly has had 12 races and Albon's now got nine races at Red Bull Racing. Kunal, we know how high pressure the entire environment there is. And how many races was Verstappen allowed to make mistakes in last season? <laughs> well, somebody had to ask the question, so we did so on the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. But I think the key question, like I just you know said a couple of minutes ago, is to ask about that one team with which Verstappen will have his record-breaking future in Formula 1. What team do you think it's going to be? At the moment, I think Red Bull Racing seems like a great place for him to be there because they're challenging Mercedes here and there, of course. Uh, they're doing well with Honda. It's their first season together. But I don't think that, you know, if Red Bull Racing Honda do not give Max consistent opportunities to challenge in 2020, I doubt Max would want to stay there for any longer. I mean, he definitely would want to go from being the challenger to being challenged. Now, that's a really, really interesting question. Guys, that's also the main highlight and the main theme of this episode. And personally, I don't think Ferrari would even appear on Verstappen's radar. Because firstly, they're making these horrible, miserable mistakes. And secondly, Ferrari is pretty much invested in Leclerc for their... Uh, long-term future. Right, and this is exactly what Mercedes must be wondering too. Because if they can get Max Verstappen in 2021, why bother signing Esteban Ocon? I mean, let Verstappen be Lewis Hamilton's successor. And of course, you guys would agree that a Verstappen-Ocon pairing could probably be more devastating for Mercedes and Toto Wolff than Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg. Yeah, and you know, this could also mean that if Mercedes re-signs Botas, uh, it is a possible indication that there's scope for them to get Verstappen in the near future. If not, uh, I guess it will clearly be Verstappen versus Leclerc versus Ocon 
fighting it out with the top three teams in Formula One. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's Mitchell wearing her Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> it's easy to sort of deduce this, but we don't know what's going to go on in the back doors. We'll try and find out more in Spa when we're there in the paddock. Absolutely, guys. There are some really interesting times ahead for the sport. Even if the 2021 rules don't quite shake up the sport, I guess the driver market will make up. Yes, and poor Valtteri Bottas, like despite having his best season in Formula One till date. He might just be at the receiving end of Mercedes' successor planning for Lewis Hamilton. By the way, guess who's been appreciating Bottas' performances in 2019? You mean apart from Mika Hakkinen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's been all over it saying how Bottas is doing a great job because he is. Uh, apart from Mika Hakkinen is Jacques Villeneuve. Can you imagine? Villeneuve is actually praising someone. Wow. Yeah, and Villeneuve said that Bottas should be retained. Uh, he said that he's been extremely competitive against Hamilton, especially in qualifying. And, uh, you know, uh, Hamilton's a qualifying monster. Of course, Bottas helped Mercedes score their record one to finish his earlier in the season. So, I guess that helps. Right. But, you know, it's actually one against one now because... The old Jacques Villeneuve, the 1997 world champion, has said that Bottas should be retained. But the new Jacques Villeneuve, the 2016 world champion, Nico Rosberg, says that Max could be on his way to Mercedes. So it's like literally one against the other. And uh, I just remembered one more thing that Jacques Villeneuve said. He said that Red Bull Racing do not have anyone to replace Pierre Gasly with. And guess what happened after a few days? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like they were like <laughs> yeah, but, daring him. But you know, a quick point. I mean, I've been reading on fan forums, a lot of fans saying junior drivers, you know, might not want to select the Red Bull program given how, you know, how brutal they are. But the fact is, if you're a junior driver... I bet you're thinking that you're better than Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher put together. Because when you're signing a Red Bull Racing Junior contract, you're not thinking of demotions, you're only thinking of promotions. So, if you're a junior driver out there, I would suggest you worry not. Just focus on your talent and get going and sign that contract if Helmut Marko keeps coming. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a very interesting possibility for all junior drivers, you know, as easy it is to go down, it's also as easy to go up with Red Bull Racing. Yes, so back to the successor planning chat about Mercedes. I mean, it is important for them because Lewis Hamilton is on his way to his sixth world title and he's actually gunning for Michael's seventh world title, which we all know. But just how much longer will Lewis stay in Formula One? It's anybody's guess or nobody's guess. Yeah, I read that he's launching his music debut soon. Uh, and Hamilton's also said that he's not too pleased with how 2019 has turned out for him. Wow. This, yes, this is despite leading the championship by like a million points and by like winning everything except for races. But still, he's <laughs> not happy. Well, I think Lewis Hamilton's just not pleased because he lost the best driver tag to Max Verstappen. Stappen on Nico Rosberg's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. That's gonna hurt. And and then to rub it in, Max Verstappen has actually gone and claimed that he is the most complete driver in the sport right now. <laughs> it's convenient that Fernando Alonso is no longer on the grid <laughs> so he can say such things. Yeah, may maybe he could say that this year because Alonso yeah. <laughs> is not there in the sport. But honestly, I really love these bold confessions. Like, it's okay for superstars in sport to not be modest at times, you know? It, but, it goes. Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you who has actually been modest is Zach Brown. He said that McLaren aren't the best midfield team this season. And I mean, yes, the midfield is tighter than the battle at the front. But McLaren have done a phenomenal job. And I'm just so glad no one's asking just how much faster or better would Alonso have done in this year's McLaren. I'm so glad it's about Norris and Carlos Sainz Jr. in the track. 
and on social media. By the way, McLaren have gone and added a full-time IndyCar commitment from 2020. Uh, they're going to partner with SP Motorsport and with Chevrolet. And I guess everyone's wondering if Alonso will race for McLaren full-time in the IndyCar series next season. And I know, guys, it is for next year. But I really wonder if Marcus Ericsson will be a McLaren racer in IndyCar. Can you imagine? Like, currently, he is one of the drivers of SP Motorsport. But anyway, it seems like McLaren could themselves be gunning for the Triple Crown because they now, of course, have announced IndyCar operations. They have been in Formula 1 since many years. And the World Endurance Championship is going to have hypercars come 2021. So McLaren chasing a Triple Crown could also be really interesting for motorsport fans. And is 2021 when Alonso returns to the WEC for another title flourish uh, under the new rules? Or do you think he's going to find his way back to Formula 1? I think Formula 1 just moved on from Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I I think but we should kind of go back to Formula 1 because (laughs) uh, there are all these many uh, driver announcements pending. Like, where will Grosjean end up? Romain Grosjean. Kunal, do you remember that he said that he wanted to race in Formula 1 till the age of 40 or something? Yes. Uh, yeah, and he's only 33 yet, so he has seven more seasons ahead. Yes, I mean, and he's of course involved in shaping up the rules for 2021, like we all know. But to be honest, I really wouldn't wish Roman Grosjean remains in Formula 1 because he's proved his talent, especially in the last two races. I mean, he may not have got all those number of points as one would have hoped, but he actually told Haas to revert to the old Australia spec car and he made that spec car go faster than the team's most upgraded car. So that man does have talent. He just needs a change in attitude and luck and maybe belief in his own self. And speaking of talent, there's also Nico Hulkenberg. Do you think he'll be around in Formula 1 next year? Well, I think either Grosjean or Hulkenberg will be without a seat in 2020. I mean, it's a bold statement because, let's put it this way, if Mercedes take Ocon, Botas will go take a seat elsewhere. And if not Ocon, uh, or rather, if not signing Ocon at Mercedes, Ocon will take a seat elsewhere. So somebody has to leave. And at the moment, it seems like both Renault and Haas seem open to changing drivers. Before we forget, congratulations to Kevin Magnussen. He got married in the summer break. Right, so Kevin Magnussen's seat seems safe in Haas. But again, I mean, the question is, would Kevin want to go elsewhere? Because Haas have been quick, but they've been unable to sort of translate speed into good finishes. The only problem Magnussen faces is what pretty much all other drivers face, including Daniel Ricciardo, that there are only very few competitive seats available on the grid. But Kula, can you imagine that Racing Point actually only has half a problem when it comes to driver decisions? <laughs> because they, yeah, they, because they're going to be in this position for the years to come, or at least that's what Lance Stroll and those trolls would want for us to hope. Yes, and it's actually been a year since Ricardo's decision to go to Renault and Racing Point's takeover from Force India, and neither decision has actually been celebration-worthy just yet. Oh, and by the way, there are also questions asking if uh, Albon doesn't impress uh, with the Red Bull Racing car in the next nine races. Could Daniel Ricciardo go back to Red Bull Racing? Or could it actually be, what, Sebastian Vettel? (laughs) That's interesting. A lot of U-turns. We've seen that happen in the sport before. Yeah, anyway, back to Racing Point. 
Um, we know that their best to the rest position has been snatched away by McLaren, but Kunal, they have the best Twitter profile on the grid, hands well, down. Well, I actually thought the exact opposite because to me, their Twitter profile resembles that of an overexcited motorsport fan, like responding and cheering to everything that is out there, and that to responding with emojis. You know, clearly the social media strategy I put in place at Force India has been thrown out of the window, unfortunately. <laughs> no emojis for you, huh, Kunal? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, closing notes, Flavio Briatore wants to be Italy's Donald Trump. Kunal, he has become a politician and I don't think anyone is surprised. Yes, so let's hope that race fixing doesn't turn into vote fixing in the time to come. Ouch. Yes, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Yes, it's the summer break in Formula One, but not for us on the Inside Line F1 podcast. Adios. Adios. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.